Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Fantastic. You know, Christmas time makes you wonder, doesn't it? Really and honestly, it makes you wonder. I wonder about it all the time. I wonder about it that we wait till Christmas, a week before Christmas to go Christmas shopping. Ever wonder that? You always see the shops packed. So it's not just you, it's everybody else. You wonder about that, don't you? I wonder about when we go down to Queen's Park for the carols and there's a whole pile of people there who usually don't think about Jesus all year singing Christmas carols to him, going, wow, we're going to sing Silent Night now. We're going to sing... Oh, holy night, and Jesus is our saviour, and they're singing those songs. I think, wow, that's a wonder, isn't it? Just incredible what happens around Christmas time. But I love Christmas anyway. It's a place, a time, where wonder and wonderful happens. Lives of families and lives of people. Wonder is this. What is wonder? Well, actually is... A cause of astonishment or admiration. The quality of exciting, amazed admiration, rapt attention or astonishment at something awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. Don't you love those adjectives? They're great, aren't they? Wonder. Do you know what? I think as we become adults, we lose wonder. And I think it's a horrible thing to lose. I love the wonder in people's eyes at Christmas, little kids. And they wonder. I love the wonder you see when people see something incredible. I love the wonder in a person's eyes when they encounter Jesus for the first time. Incredible wonder as God comes into their life. There'll be an opportunity for you to do that tonight. An opportunity to encounter God. That's what Christmas is about. That's why Jesus came to the earth, that you can encounter him. But you know what, even when you've experienced God, even if you have touched the heart of God and you've experienced God in your life, there's still that wonder. People wonder about the virgin birth. They wonder about the things in the Bible that seem incredible, and they are. They're miracles. They wonder about people being healed. You know, just this morning, one of our senior ladies wandered in and she said as she walked in, we talked about healing a couple of weeks ago. And we prayed for that lady at the front of the church and she had a cane and a walker. You know what? Hasn't got a cane and a walker anymore. No painkillers. It's awesome. But it's a wonder, isn't it? Makes you wonder. I think it's good to wonder. I think it is. You know, Mary wondered. The, when you hear the story of Jesus, you know, Mary was a, a young girl in the Bible. She would have been a teenager. And God chose her to be the mother of Jesus. And amazing things happen. Angels turned up and talked to her. Angels talked to her husband and her husband listened. Now that's a wonder. <laughs> Speaking from experience. But she still wondered. And it's interesting, the Bible records it in Luke in 2.19. But Mary kept these things in her heart and thought about them. Often. In Luke 2.33, and Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Luke 2.15, his mother stored, 2.51, his mother stored all of these things in her heart. You see, it's okay to wonder. 
It's okay to let God reveal himself. It's okay to ask God questions and wonder about it. I, I ask God questions all the time. I wonder about things because when you wonder, you start to have that inquiring mind. And with an inquiring mind, God answers. I think so many people wander through, wander through their life and never wonder, never question, never ask. But I think it's incredibly powerful when we ask about things in the Bible. I look at Bethlehem, the story where it all took place at Christmas, the first Christmas where Jesus was born. Have you ever wondered why Bethlehem? Bethlehem was prophetic and it had to happen there. But there's some attributes of Bethlehem that are really quite incredible. Even today, Bethlehem's such an important part of the Middle East area. It's in Palestine. It's only about 10 kilometres, 8 to 10 kilometres from Jerusalem. It's not very far. But Bethlehem is the source of water for Israel. One of the sources. Israel's a dry nation. But the source of water comes from Bethlehem. And, Beth, and water in the Bible speaks of a few things. And one of the things that I love about when I study the Word of God, when I study the Bible, the, the intricacies that God puts in. That we go to Bethlehem because that's where Jesus is born and that's where cleansing is going to come from. That's where healing is going to come from. You can't live your life without water. That's where life comes from. So interesting how God interwines this whole story in throughout the Bible. I wonder about when they ended up in Bethlehem, understanding that they were all required to go back to their place or their family place of origin. There was a census called. And I wonder why Mary and Joseph weren't taken into a family home. It was their home. It was their hometown. I wonder why they had to book an inn. And there was no room in the inn because the place was packed. Everyone had come home. I wonder why. I wonder why that family, that they, their family had rejected them. Isn't that an incredible thought? Because we think about the story of Christmas and we, we can know the story of Christmas, but sometimes we wonder why Jesus had to experience those things and he had to experience these things for us. They come into a family that had rejected his mum and dad. They were embarrassed the fact that Mary was pregnant. I wonder why. None of the family were there at the birth. They're not recorded at the birth at all. I wonder why that was the case. This incredible situation that's happening, a, a mother giving birth to a child. And the family weren't there. The grandparents weren't there. Uh, we've just had another grandchild. We did a lot of work to have another grandchild. But we were there and we got to look after our first grandbaby and young Boston's 18 months old and we had the day with him looking after him while mum and dad were at the hospital having Kenzie, little Kenzie. It's a fantastic day. And we got to go back to the hospital that afternoon and, because, and, and we got to see little Boston seeing his baby sister for the first time. And the look on his face, the look of wonder and then astonishment going, that wasn't what I expected. Your tummy's still full. 
But the wonder, as, as grandparents, the beauty of holding a child, uh, and they missed it. Those parents, those grandparents missed that. The parents miss the support of a family. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Really does make you wonder. I wonder why Jesus had to be born in a cattle trough, had to be born in a manger and put in a cattle trough. Because sometimes we see the pictures and they're all really pretty, but it was actually a dirty old stable, probably cut out of a cave in the side of a rock. It's not a really good beginning to life, is it? I wonder about that. Makes you wonder, hey, I wonder why the first few years of Jesus' life, a jealous king killed every male child, firstborn male. You think about that, because sometimes we don't picture this in this story of Jesus, but he grew up in a time when all of the people his same age in, in Israel were killed. I wonder why. That he was born into a nation in total grief. That he experienced this incredible grief, a whole nation grieving. So he's experienced it for us. Makes you wonder why the coincidences of the Bible doesn't seem so coincidental. All the way through this wonderful book, there's incredible coincidences as God weaves the story of the birth of Christ and the life of Christ from Genesis through to Revelation. But it can make you wonder. I wonder about the book of Matthew just before the story that we all know of the birth of Christ. There's a genealogy that starts off with these words. It says, in the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. I wonder why we start this incredible story, the most amazing story of all time. We start by telling a history lesson. Because it's important to the story. You see, in Genesis, we know that Adam sinned and caused sin to enter the earth. And Jesus had to come from the line of Abraham through King David to fulfill the promises of God. I love what Genesis 12 puts it. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. And all the families, that's you, that's your family, of the earth shall be blessed. That's the power of the blessing coming through Abraham to every person who accepts Jesus. Every person. Jeremiah says this and puts it as a new covenant. He says in Jeremiah 31, 31, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with you. Now, what is the covenant he's talking about? In the Old Testament, in the beginning, they had this covenant when they had to bring cattle and, and kill them and make blood sacrifices and sacrifice for sin. They had to fulfill the requirements of the law that no one could do except a supernatural man, a man called Jesus. No one could meet the requirements of the laws. So God brought a new covenant. 
Jeremiah's prophesying this new covenant here. It says, Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But the, this is the covenant they'll make in the house of Israel after those days. I'll put the law in their minds and I'll write it on their hearts. And this is the powerful part for you and for I, that I will be their God and they will be my people. They shall know me. They shall know me, not just know about me, not just know of me. You see, in those days, all of Israel knew about God. They knew a Messiah was coming. They'd read the Scriptures. They were ex ex excellent in Scripture. But they missed Jesus. But how about you? See, we all know about Christmas. We all know about it. But do you know him? Or do you only know of him? Do you only know about him? You see, the promise of this new covenant is that he comes into your life and changes your life for the better forever. To know him. It's not about law written down on paper where you've got to say, oh, I've got to meet the requirements of law because the law is written in our heart. This new covenant law is written in our heart. I love the last line of this. For I'll forgive their iniquity and their sin. I'll remember no more. The new covenant means that we have freedom from everything we've ever done wrong. All the sins that we've committed, and sin's not a word we use in modern terms, but it's an incredibly powerful word. Everything we've done wrong has been forgiven. You know the other power that comes, the guilt of sin is dealt with. Because I don't know about you, sometimes sin can be fun, but the guilt gets you in the end. The power of the guilt lifting off your life. For your sins you've committed in your past, the sins you've committed in the now, and the sins you've committed in the future, that you've been forgiven. Isn't that a powerful thought? The new covenant. Acts puts it this way, Acts chapter 3 verses 18 says, But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets, that Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. And here's the promise, repent and be converted. See, there's a conversion takes place. Conversion. And it says this after that, that your sins may be blotted out. And this is the bit I love, that a time of refreshing can come. Don't we know we need a refreshing? Highest level of anxiety in the world today is today. Highest level of depression highest level of things going absolutely out of control. In Australia, even this week, police being shot on a routine visit to a house. We need refreshing. We honestly do. It says further down, yes, all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many have spoken have many have foretold you are the sons of the prophets and the covenant which God made with our fathers saying to Abraham and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Do you know you can grab hold of that promise? 
When we think about Christmas, we don't think about this. We oftentimes just think about the story of Christmas. We think about the things of Christmas, the presents and the holidays. But the reality is God wants us to be blessed. God wants us to know Him. The greatest gift of all at Christmas is Jesus. Do you know what? If I give you a present and you don't open it, you really haven't received it. And I think about God in heaven and saying, well, Jesus, I'm going to send you to earth. You're going to go in a time when there's great grief. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be despised. You're going to be hated. Then you're going to, they're going to take you and they're going to hang you on a cross and whip you. All for them, you're doing it. Then you're going to rise again from the dead that they can have life. And I think of the Father in heaven, if I was to send my son into that circumstance and see him go through all of that and have that offering as a gift to people and the gift of people rejected it, I wonder about that. I wonder what the Father in heaven thinks of that. But he's got such a great love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the world. Isn't that incredible? That the whole world can be saved. It's an offering. It's a gift. Luke 22 verses 19 to 20 says this, And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it. And gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant. My body, my blood. For you. The Christmas story is the fulfillment of the prophecies and the law to establish a new covenant. To know the Lord. This is the way Jeremiah said it and we've already read it, but I just love the way he puts it. Know the Lord, that they may know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. I'll forgive their iniquity and their sin. Sin I'll remember no more. Amazing, amazing thought. But do you know him? See, the greatest gift of all at Christmas is to know him. It's really what Christmas is about. It's not about the Christmas story. It's about what Jesus did when he came to earth to establish a new covenant for you. And I think the wonder of Christmas, the real wonder of Christmas, is that he came for us. And then the real next wonder of Christmas is he doesn't force himself on us it's never forced he presents an opportunity presents a gift but it's our choice it's not about religion it's about saying Jesus come into my life and opening the gift the promise of God tonight as we do in every service I'd love to give you the opportunity to open that gift. And you may have been in church all of your life. 
You may have never been in church. You may have come tonight because there's going to be fireworks. Good reason to come. But friend, do you know him? Or do you only know about him? that opportunity is presented to you and what I'd love to do is help you make that decision but you're not forced it's your choice so right across this room right now I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head and the reason we do that is it's not your friend's decision it's not your spouse's decision it's not your family's decision it's your decision But it's the greatest gift of all that's been on offer to you. And Romans 10.9 puts it this way, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. So the way I'd love to help you do that tonight is just while no one's looking around, if that's you and you'd like to ask Jesus into your life, or maybe you've been away from God and you're coming back tonight and you're feeling God speaking to you, I'd love for you to raise your hand and say, hey Ken, that's me. And I'm not going to embarrass you but I am going to lead you in a prayer that can help invite Jesus into your life. The way we do it by raising your hand is an outward expression of an inward decision. You're not going to be called out the front or anything like that. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. So right across this room right now, if that's you, you've never given your life to Jesus and you'd like to, I see that hand, that's awesome. You've never given your life to Jesus and you'd like to, I'd love you to raise your hand so I can see it, so I know who I'm praying for. Just look across this room, right, I see that hand, thank you so much. See that hand, thank you, see that hand, thank you so much. It's awesome, it's awesome. People giving their lives to Jesus, the greatest decision you'll ever make. Honestly, a hand at the back, I see that hand. It's awesome. So good. I don't want to prolong this, but you are too valuable. You matter to God so much. And you think about that, that wonder of God that He'd send His Son into the earth for you. So last time I'm asking you guys, look across this room. Don't go home without Him, friend. I see that hand, that's awesome. See that hand, that's awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. So good. Last time, look across this room right now. I'm looking in the middle right now. Don't go home without him. Looking across the right hand side, my left hand side right now. I don't want to miss you as include you in this prayer. Fantastic. That's so good. Why don't we pray together, church? If you raised your hand, why don't you pray this prayer? It's a simple but incredibly powerful prayer. And you know what? God's going to come into your life tonight. And you're going to feel freedom. You're going to feel that peace. You're going to feel that refreshing because that is the promise of God. And the prayer is so simple. It goes like this and you can pray it right now or you can pray it on the way home or you can pray it while you're watching fireworks. But pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask You to come into my life, to be my Lord, to be my Saviour. Forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. And God, I want to know You, not just know about You. I want You to make Yourself so real to me. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. 
If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.